Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Good Cast. This is episode 20. Now, this is one of our mid month episodes, and they're completely different than our beginning of the month episodes. Now, if that's a bit confusing, I want to really clear things up. So, at the beginning of the month, I will release a conversation that I've had with someone else. There'll be an author, there'll be a thinker, there'll be possibly a pastor, someone who's talking about a big idea that they've been sitting in and ruminating in for a while. Now, then mid-month, I'll release a short talk. It'll be a smaller, shorter episode, and it'll kind of be some things that I've been thinking on. Um, maybe it'll come from scripture, maybe it'll come from experience, maybe it'll come from both, but um, there's always going to be a variety to it. Um, Throughout that time as well, I'll be sharing things that I'm learning as I'm choosing to continue my study and as I'm a father. So these are going to be more personal episodes. So I just want to let you know that, and this is one of those. Today, what we're going to be talking about is we're just going to be asking some questions, okay? At the beginning of the year, I think it's a really good time to ask some questions, and these questions are really going to be helpful. The things that I share in these mid-month episodes, I want them to be truly helpful to you. So today, what we're going to talk about is how do we deal with busyness? Just going to share some quick tips on how to deal with busyness. We're going to look at how important it is to say no, and the fact that it's okay to say no. We're also going to then talk about what is the big yes? What are the things that we and only us can do? And then we're going to finish it off by talking about screen time. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be fun. But honestly, this is just a little space mid-month where we can have a little conversation about life. And I'm curious as to where it may go. I'm hoping that you find these things helpful, but why don't we just get on with it and dive straight on in. You're listening to The Good Cast. We believe there's goodness and beauty all around us. Your host, Daniel Geddes, will help you to rediscover what goodness and beauty in life could look like. It's time to hear from a range of perspectives, listen in to honest conversations, and learn how others have found themselves discovering a more meaningful way of life. If you're ready to take the plunge into the messiness of life and wade through questions, doubt, faith, and spirituality, you're in the right place. Here's your host, husband, pastor, teacher, surfer, and craft beer lover, Daniel Geddes. Okay. So the first thing that I want to want to talk to you about is busyness. <laughs> All right, if you're anything like me, you lead a busy life. Now, one thing that I've noticed in our culture today is that we almost see busyness like a badge of honor. We see it as this thing that makes us maybe it even makes us feel more important. Maybe we feel that our life or our self-worth is attached to how busy we are, how wanted we are, how needed we are, be that in work or relationships. Maybe we have this self-validation validation place with busyness. Well, I want to I kind of talk to you about busyness and, and some things that you can do to limit how busy you are. Because I feel like the more we are busy and we take more and more on, the less present we are in the things that we're kind of should be giving ourselves to. And so we'll we'll kind of get to that in a moment. 
Because I feel like as we fill our life up with more and more stuff, we find ourselves less present in the things that we should be present in. Maybe that's family. Maybe that's close friends. The things that you choose and you value that you want to give yourself to. You know you're busy when someone says, hey, what have you been up to or how you been? And you're like, man, just busy, like busy with and then they, they kind of ask what with and and you almost don't even know how to answer that question because it's all just jumbled into being busy. Okay, so what do we do? How can we how can we fight back against this? How can we be more intentional with our time? Something that I've learned throughout the years and this has taken me so much so long to learn, but it's this and it's so simple, but it's so difficult and it, but it's this it's okay to say no. All right, let's sit with that thought for a second. It's okay to say no. Now, I'm a late learner, so this took me quite a long time to learn this one word, no. My go-to word was maybe. So if someone asked me, hey, Daniel, do you want to come and, and hang out here? Or do you want to go to this party? Or do you want to do this? My kind of first answer would be maybe. Or I'd just avoid the question. I wouldn't get back to the person because I, I almost felt like, well, I don't know if I want to do that and I don't know if I want to add that to what, what I'm doing. And so I'd kind of just give people a maybe answer. But the thing is with maybe is it's a non-answer. Now, if you say yes immediately, then you are, you're committed to that thing. But I didn't want to say yes because I didn't want to commit to that thing at that time. And so my kind of go-to answer was maybe I felt like it was probably more compassionate or kinder than just saying no. But I've learned that no is an incredibly helpful answer. It's a helpful answer for me and it's a helpful answer for the people that are communicating that are making a request of my time or, or my presence. And I've learned this, that it's really important to learn how to say no. And the first way that you learn how to say no is you figure out, okay, what are the things that I'm saying yes to? And if you honestly want to get, if you want to become less busy in 2019 and you want to be intentional with your time, I'm encouraging you to do this. Jot down a list of the things that you're saying yes to in life. What are the things that are the big yeses? The things that are the better yeses, the things that you want to say yes to. And then it's incredibly freeing because once you have an identified what are the things I'm saying yes to, you then have the ability and the freedom to say no. And the only reason you're saying no is because you're saying yes to something else. And so it, it became this whole new thing that I would say no to something because I had said yes to something else. So if someone said, hey, Dan, do you want to come to this, this party? I would say, or, you know, speak here or do this thing. I would say no, because I've said yes to this thing that I'm doing now. Or I've said yes to that commitment. But it takes time because you need to consider, okay, what are the more important things? What are the best things? that I should be saying yes to. But what I found is as I've done that, I've been far more present in the things that I've said yes to. So for example, I would I would look at it and I would say, okay, I have said yes to spending time with my wife on this day. So therefore I'm saying no to that offer or no to that party or no to whatever it is that's coming up. And it's it's so good and I've I've really learned to simplify 
my life in this way. There's still so much that I need to learn how to do and, and, and for time management and things like that. But I have really helped. This has been so helpful because I feel like sometimes, especially in faith communities, we feel bad by saying no. We feel like we're jerks if we say no to helping someone or we say no to giving our time to someone. We feel like, oh my gosh, I should do that because I'm a Christian. Like That's just what I have to do. But honestly, if we do that all the time, we have no time left for the things that we should be saying yes to, the things that are the deep yeses in our life. And when we don't say yes to those things, we then become very muddled with even who we are and what it is that what it is that we are here to do, what beauty we are here to bring. So my encouragement to you is to find out what are the things that I need to say yes to? What are the big yeses? What are the better yeses in my life right now? And what are the things that I can say no to because I have said yes to them? I oftentimes talk about this with with people who are on my teams. Um, if, if they're even thinking about, hey, joining on with leadership or joining on with different areas, I'm like, okay, what are you saying yes to right now? Because if you say yes to leadership, if you say yes to serving in this area, you're going to have to say no to something else. And it's a good thing for people to consider as they're thinking about a new adventure or a new, new opportunity. Okay, do I have the space to say yes to that? So that's something that I want to encourage you to think about as you go into 2019 what are the things that I'm saying yes to and how can I learn to say no? Something else that I've found that it, it, it ties in really well with learning how to say no and that saying no, it's okay. And it goes, it, it ties in really closely with what are the things we're saying yes to? And it, it's this question. I think it'll be really helpful in you understanding, okay, what are the things I'm saying yes to? Is this question. It's very, very, very simple. But once again, it's very challenging to apply in our life and to, to practically put into practice. It's this question. What are the things in your life that you're doing that only you can do? Now, maybe I want to even rephrase that. What are the things in your life that only you can do. Now, what I mean by that is this. I'll give you an example. So I'm, I'm a husband, and I'm, I'm married to Demi. Now, I am the only person who can be the husband for Demi. Now, that may sound super obvious, but I need to take that thought in. I need to think on that. Okay, so if I am the only person who can be the husband for Demi, my time should reflect that. Now, I am the only, we're, we're going to be having a child and we're very excited about that, but I am the only person out of all the people in the world who can be a dad for that child. That should be reflected in how I am intentional in my time with that child. Now, if you even now simplify this and, and kind of like it starts sinking in or it starts sort of making some sense, think about your family. Think about your life. Think about your relationships. What are the things that you are the, – the things that you do are the, only the things that you can do and how can you invest your time in those? If you think about work, what are the things that you're doing at work that possibly other people can do? Then, what are the things that you're doing in work that only you can do? 
And how can you throw yourself into those things? Because they're the things. I wonder if those are the things that you are are gifted to do. And when you're engaging in those things, you come alive and others come alive through the work that you're doing. What are the things that only you can do? Maybe that, that, that pertains to your role. What are the things that your role requires you to do? And I think that this is a little bit of a helpful framework that can help us move through, okay, what am I giving myself to? What are the things that I am giving myself to? And should I be giving myself to those things? Because if I think about it, these things here, the dad, the husband, the friend, the pastor, these are the things that only I can do in this space at this time. So I need to I need to reorganize and, and reframe how I see the things that I do. Now it's not an, a statement of arrogance or pride, like I'm the only person who can do this. No, it's it's these are the things that almost you're called to do. These are the things that you're here to do at this time. I mean, as a father, that's what I'm here to do forever. As a husband, that's what I'm here to do forever. But your roles can shift and your roles can change. But I think we need to be honest about, okay, what is it that I'm called to do at this time? Or what am I here for at this time? And how can I invest in those things? So I feel like these are some incredibly simple, but they're they're just these questions that I've learned from other people to ask myself that have been so helpful in me understanding, okay, what is the thing that I need to do? And I feel like those questions help simplify that. Now, last but not leastly, or last but not least, I just want to have a quick conversation with you about screen time. (laughs) Okay, this is a topic we don't like talking about because the last thing anyone wants to hear is, oh my gosh, stop telling me to be on my phone less. I totally get it. But I just want to I want to let you know some information really quickly. Did you know that if you spend two hours on your phone each day, which average the average person spends three to four hours on their phone each day, so if you spend two hours on your phone each day, that equates to one and a half months of waking time this year. So that's January. That's half of February gone spend on the phone now that's that's an interesting thought i was i was kind of i had this question so if i took how much time i'd usually spend on the phone or if i spent two hours a day how much time would that actually be in a, in a year and i kind of worked it out and it, it, i found it to be one and a half months so it was about 48 days it is 48 days if you think about it in that way So, okay, then you ask the question, do I want to be doing that? And if you do, great. But if you don't, maybe maybe we should monitor our screen time. And how can we do that? Apple's created some awesome apps to help you do that. So has Google. Android's doing done the same thing. So how can you monitor your screen time? I think that that's the key. The first step is just start looking at it. Stop ignoring it. I mean, it was so funny. The first time that I checked my screen time usage, I was like, oh, probably use my phone like an hour out of the week or an hour a day, probably pick it up 20 times a day. Oh my goodness. I was astonished. I was dumbfounded with how much I was on my phone. It was three hours here, 
150 pickups, sometimes 200 pickups. I'm like, what? I had no idea I was picking up my phone that much. And as I started to monitor it and set boundaries around it, you can set boundaries around the different, um, the different apps that you're using. The number started to shrink. The pickups started to shrink. And then my wife and I, we made this decision um, just at the beginning of the year as we were going into 2019. We were really talking about this, being being on our phones less. And we made this decision to not have our phones in our room ever. So our phones are not to belong. They're not to find a place, a space in our room. We did this for two reasons. We found that our phones were the last thing that we saw before we went to sleep or they were the thing that we were looking at before we went to sleep. It didn't mean that we didn't give each other a kiss goodnight. It didn't mean there was that. It just meant that that was something that we were giving ourselves to and then we'd kind of like turn and, and, you know, say goodnight. And what we noticed is that that – the world that we were in, the, the space that we were in, as we're on our phone and I'm lying next to my wife, I'm looking at Facebook or I'm looking at social media or I'm looking, reading an article, I'm, I'm pretty much saying that that in that moment is more important than snuggling you or giving you a hug or talking to you. It, it sounds sort of harsh, but if that's kind of like what we did, what is my attention given to in that moment as my wife is laying next to To me in bed, it's something other than her. And so we wanted to create our room. We wanted our room to be this space where it would be about loving and serving and being present with the other. So we decided, okay, phones are going out of the room. But what do we do with that? I mean, yes, we can get an alarm clock and we're we're going to do that. We are now 20, 21 days into this experiment, and I just want to say it has been so rewarding. It has been so cool to go to sleep just hugging and chatting and, and being present in that moment with the one you love the most, and then in the morning waking up present with that person that you love the most. It's been so, so great. And um, and so we're going to get an alarm clock and because we've had all these different issues with I'm not hearing my alarm anymore. <laughs> Apparently the alarm goes off after like 45 minutes. I didn't know that. But um, yeah, and so there's been these things to work out, but it's been so great. And even if you're not, you're not, you're not married, you don't have a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, you're not waking up next to someone. I still want to encourage you to do this if, if it's something you think you you should do because you're still choosing to go, okay, that's not going to be the thing that I see first or I see last. See, choose to Choose to ground yourself. Choose to wake up to something that you intentionally want to wake up to. If that's you're waking up in your, your routine or you go out and you look out the window and you see the day. If it's maybe you, you're starting to read a book or maybe it's a devotional space. I don't know what it is. And maybe then you're just like, no, nope, I want to have my phone in my room. That's totally okay too. But if you want to lower the amount of time that we're on our screens, that might be a helpful tip. So these are just some ideas. Some things that I've kind of put into practice and some tips and I guess you could call them hacks that I've learned throughout the past few years. And this, this screen time one is one that I'm really being intentional with this year. And um, another thing that you can do is you can limit the amount of notifications you get because notifications we found are the things that often lead us to picking up our phone. And as we pick up our phone, the more we do it, 
the more screen time we're spending, we're, we're doing with our phones. So you can, you can actually stop notifications in your apps. Maybe turn off your social media notifications. Possibly turn off some of your, your group text notifications. <laughs> I'm in a group text and I get notifications all the time. So that one's on silent. So I'm not getting buzzed all the time. Um, maybe there's just create those boundaries. Like we will continue to have the, the screen time relationship we have if we choose to. We will continue. We're the ones who create it. We're the ones who facilitate it. We're the ones who choose to be on our phones the amount we are. And we'll continue to do that unless we create boundaries around that usage. So like I said, these are some quick tips, quick hacks. I didn't want to, I didn't want to spend too long on it, but I did want to help. If there's people who could find this valuable, feel free, share it with your friends. Um, I just want to spend a little bit of time talking about some things that have been really helpful for me as, um, as I guess I've been growing older and I've been on this journey of how can I use my time best? Um, because man, we're not here for long and we are called to do great things. We are, we are here to, make this place more beautiful, more hopeful, and we need to invest ourselves in the things that matter most. Well, there you have it. There's some tips, some hacks, some questions to ask yourself as you forge ahead into 2019. Remember, it's okay to say no. It's totally okay because you are saying yes to something else. You're saying yes to something great. And also keep looking, asking yourself, what is that one thing? What are those things that only, not just one thing, what are those things that only I can do? And monitor your screen time. Figure out ways to bring that down so you can be present in the world and in the people's lives who are around you. Oh, it's fun. All right, I'm looking forward to next time hanging out. But until then, grace and peace to you all. Catch you later. Thanks for listening to The Good Cast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at danielgettis.com. If you love the show, make sure you share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.